Welcome to Anderswick Church. We hope this message from our senior leader, Viv Liebersight, empowers and encourages you. To hear more from our church, make sure you subscribe or visit our website at annasbrook.co.nz for a service near you. Good morning. So good to be here. Amazing, right? Beautiful presence of the Lord in this place, hey? Beautiful, beautiful, an incredible day. Emma, I just really feel that God wants to speak to you directly this morning. And I uh, just really feel that he just wants you to know he sees you. Every desire that you have that you've never, ever talked to anybody else, those deep things, he just goes, my darling, they are yours. He sees you. He has it all laid out before you. You just have to trust him. So bless you heaps, hey. Love you so much. Um, yeah. What an incredible crew. City family, you're just very, very special. God has his hand on each and every one of you. And a couple of weeks ago, somebody um, asked me, oh, how are you going? Good question, isn't it, to ask people, how are you going? How are you doing? And, and um, someone, you know, that person proceeded to say, well, how's it going with the house? And you know, for those who don't know, we're still out of our house and that journey gets a bit boring after a wee while. Um, but... They said this question, asked me the question, so what are you learning? What have you learnt? Such a good question to ask, right? And uh, I love that song, uh, really, basically, when whatever we're facing, we just got to keep our eyes on him. That's a key thing, right? Keep your eyes on him. Oh, Dawn, hello. So nice to see you. And, um, oh... Sorry, just at pointing you out. We met Dawn on the beach this week and just love you so much, Dawn. Thank you so much for coming. You're just so precious. I don't know if, it, if you, anyone walks on the beach, but I just, just want to encourage you, just get on the beach. That's where Jesus lives. I'm convinced of it. <laughs> he just is there. And he just brings people along on your path. It's just incredible. If you just like go there with an open heart and open mind and, and not be at all about yourself. I think that's the key thing. And uh, anyway, so the question, what have you learnt? And um, so this message is out of that. It's a bit raw, so go with me. Um, support me, encourage me. But it is something that I've learnt, and I'm, we're still learning it. And the process is still, we're well deep in the process. And um, so obviously you still haven't learnt what we're meant to learn. <laughs> There's more to learn along the journey. So I have... I have uh, so today is Discipleship Defined. We're in a series, D- Discipleship Defined. So we're talking about what discipleship is and we're defining it down. And for me, it's one word and it's simple. It's just love. It's a beautiful word. It's a big word. It's a powerful word. It's a life-changing word. It's a miracle word, love. And I don't know about you, but this world that we live in is in a huge deficit of love right now. Huge deficit. And so God wants us to understand how much he loves us first and foremost as a disciple, as a disciple, as a learner, as a follower of Jesus. So the question, do you truly know and have a full understanding of how much God loves you? Do you know it deep down? Is it your rock? Is it that, is it that, that you can lean on, that deep love? Because God's love is central to our discipleship. He is central to this journey that we are on. It totally is. And God is desperate 
He's desperate for you and I to know how much He loves us. In fact, He sent His very own Son. We know this if you're new to the story, you're new to our journey. This is the truth, that He sent His very own Son, God, sent His own Son, Jesus, to die for us and take the punishment for our sin. That is the ultimate love, right? Of laying down your life. He laid down His life. He was desperate for His disciples to know. And I believe in one of the most well-known stories in Jesus' life is where He demonstrated His incredible trustworthy love. And it's the calming of the storm story. You may know it. It's found in several places. In fact, it's found in um, Matthew 8, uh, 23 to 27, Mark 4, and Luke 8, 20, 22 to 25. I'm going to read it from Luke this morning. It's going to be up on the screen from the message. One day he, being Jesus, and his disciples got in a boat. Let's cross the lake, he said. Note, point number one, if I was having points, it was Jesus' idea. That was his idea. So they should have like gone, cool, Jesus, you've got it, right? And off they went. It was smooth and sailing. Smooth sailing. Smooth sailing. Who loves smooth sailing when you're out on the ocean? Oh, yes. I just love it. And Jesus, what did he do? He fell asleep. Of course. I've fallen asleep on a smooth sailing journey on the boat. It's beautiful. I love that feeling, just being rocked to sleep. It's nice. Next minute, a terrific, terrific. That's a funny word, isn't it? I would have thought horrific. I would have thought catastrophic. I would have thought like, oh, it came up. Suddenly on the way, on the lake, water poured in. Basically, they were sinking and they were about to capsize. They woke Jesus. Master, master. <laughs> At least they knew he was the master. Master, master. It's a good thought, right? Do you know that he's the master? He's the Lord. We're going to drown. We're going to drown. Have you ever felt like you're drowning underneath of the stuff that you're having to deal with? I know that we have. It feels like you're drowning underneath of it. Whatever the circumstances you're facing, you feel like you're drowning. Well, they were drowning. They were literally about to drown. Getting to his feet, he told the wind, silence. And the waves, quiet down, they did it. The lake became smooth as glass. Then he said to his disciples, we asked him this question, why can't you trust me? In other words, what he was saying is, don't you know how much I love you? And if I said we were coming across to the lake, this is my idea, don't you trust that I would have you? Do you think I would send you to your death in this moment? Do you not understand? They were in absolute awe, staggered and stammering. Who is this anyway? He calls out to the winds and sea, and they do what he tells them to do, and the storm went away. Wow. Think about the disciples hanging out on a boat with Jesus when a life-threatening storm erupts on the water. They're unprepared to face it. Panicking, they realise they might die. The entire time this is happening, Jesus is sleeping peacefully, as the word says. So instead of looking at Jesus, his reaction, which was calm, he was asleep. He was with them, but he was asleep. So instead of them looking at that going, he's got it. The master's in control. He told us to come over here. It's all good. 
He's asleep. There's obviously nothing to worry about, even though we're about to capsize. (laughs) The disciples allowed their situation to dictate their reactions. And I just think, oh, man, how many times do we do that? How many times have I done that? Allow our situations to dictate our reactions. After begging Jesus to do something, he calms a storm. But he asks, why do you not trust me? His gentle rebuke wasn't because they didn't believe Jesus could save them from the storm, but because they struggled to believe he would see them through it. That's a word for anyone who's facing any sizable storm. Jesus will see you through it. He will see you through it. They knew Jesus was in their boat. This is really misbehaving. Um, they just didn't realise what he, that, what he was fully capable of doing. Jesus was their strength through the storm and over the storm. Jesus was their provider, protector, healer and leader. Jesus was their source of peace and power. And the same God who was with the disciples in the boat is with us. No matter what your current storm looks like, Jesus is there. There is not a situation you have gone through that Jesus hasn't endured beside you. Jesus was and is and is to come. He was there at the beginning of time and he will be there at the end of it. He has seen every event in human history. He's seen every storm. He's seen every scenario. And he was and and he has not forsaken anyone who cries out for him and trusts in him. Nothing, my friends, is impossible for God and his character never changes. He is for you and not against you. That is why you have nothing to fear. So this story is an incredible love story showing us how vital it is that we have a deep understanding of the knowledge of God's love for us because here it is. You can absolutely trust the person you know who truly loves you, right? I would need you to get this. I need me to get this. Because this is, I'm learning this. If we know, and if we know it, know it, know it, not more than just read it and go, oh yes, God is love, but if we know it, right deep down, that God loves us, we will trust in him. We will not fear. So that's why it's so important. Because Jesus said this world will there will be troubles. There will be storms that come along. So what are you going to do? Are you going to fall apart? Are you going to freak out? Are you going to lose the plot? Are you going to turn away from Jesus? Or are you going to lean into him and lean on him Because you know that He loves you no matter what you are facing. So this is what I've been learning. I've been learning more about the love of God and receiving a deeper understanding and knowledge for myself. I've journeyed with Him for many years, a lot of years. Gave my life to Jesus when I was about 11 or 12 had grown up in a Christian home, but really found Jesus for myself around 12. So I'm now 60. Coming on 61, which is like, what? How come this year's gone so fast? I was, anyway, let's not go there. Okay, so over the last year, since the slip, there have been quite a few sleepless nights, incredible dark moments. 
And this is where this whole love thing's come out, out of it. There have been some incredibly horrendous moments of despair and at times overwhelming hopelessness. During one of these moments, I had a flashback of that terrible night, August the 19th, last year. And in the night, in that night, it was raining, 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 and we'd already had a partial slip. And Brent had gone up, way up onto the top of our property because he'd created a sump which was diverting the water down through the property, down our side steps. And he noticed that with one of those black flexi pipes, he noticed that the sump was no longer working. Water was no, no longer coming up. So he goes, I've just got to go up and check what's happening. He goes up. This is about um, 11.30 at night on the Friday night. He goes up into the dark. And I'm like, he's up there way too long. And I start to get fearful. In fact, it started to get ugly. I started to get ugly. I started screaming. I was screaming his name. And I was feeling like quite angry, like, why did you do that? You have left me. And all I could imagine was the hill was going to come down on him or had it already, and I don't know, because it was loud. It was like the rain was heavy. And then I started going on, going on to God. Would you just stop the rain, please? I know you can come. I know that story. I know you can calm the storm. Please stop the rain. Pretty please stop the rain. Wasn't even that nice. I was actually getting quite hysterical. I was on my own. It was raw. It was real. I don't know if you ever have got hysterical. It's okay. It's okay. So I was crying out. Well, what happened was the rain didn't stop. In fact, it just dialed up and got harder and harder at that very moment. And I felt this harsh, cold, brutal feeling come over me. And it felt yuck. And then Brent came down, so it was all right. We went to bed, which was probably the unwise thing to do, but we did. And when the reality of the noise of the hill coming, beetling down, battling, beetling, I don't know what that word is, but it was coming down and it hit the wall of our bedroom and bathroom, the noise was so loud. So I'm, I'm having a flashback remembering this. And then we're running, running out, running out of the house, trying to get out of it, trying to get away from it. And in my flashback, when I was remembering this, and I had this flashback a few times, it felt like love had just left the room. So get it? I've been crying out. The rain got harder. And then the unthinkable, unbelievable, I just did not believe that that would happen. I didn't believe it would happen to us. What? And in that moment, I remember crying out to God, really being honest, do you not love me anymore? So this is in the flashback. So I wasn't running out of the house going, do you not love us? And that wasn't there, but it was later when I was having a flashback of the moment and it was come back to me. Do you not love me anymore? And I think that's probably the, the best question that I could ever have asked. And it's okay to ask that question, my friends. When you're facing something that you never would have believed could have happened and you're questioning why, what the heck, what have we done wrong? Have we missed it somewhere, you know? And to actually go back to God and say, do you not love us anymore? I think it's the most powerful question because he is the essence of love. And when his love is questioned, oh my goodness, look out, <laughs> he will come. And he will reveal his love. He will begin to show his love to you like you've never, ever experienced. 
And that is what I've been learning. And that is what has been happening. So God is love. And with that cry, with that question, God, do you not love me, has become a deep, growing, unfolding revelation of his love. And I think actually a deeper understanding of Romans 8, 35 to 39. This is a passage, I'm going to read it out to you. It's from the Passion Translation, but different for me today. But it really, really, really resonates with me. This is a scripture that we read a lot at funerals. But you know what? The meaning of it has come really, really true. It says, who could ever divorce us from the endless love of God's anointed one? Absolutely no one. For nothing in the universe has the power to diminish his love towards us. Troubles, pressures, and problems are unable to come between us and heaven's love. That's so good. What about persecutions, deprivations, dangers, and death threats? No, for they are all impotent to hinder omnipotent love, which just means all-powerful love. Yet even in the midst of all these things, we triumph over them. For God has made us to be more than conquerors and has demonstrated love as our glorious victory over everything. So now I live with, conf- with the confidence that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from God's love. I'm convinced that His love will triumph over death, life's troubles, fallen angels or dark rulers in the heavens. There is nothing in our present or future circumstances that can weaken His love. Nothing. There is no power above us or beneath us, no power that could be ever, ever be found in the universe that can distance us from God's passionate love, which is lavished upon us through our Lord Jesus, the anointed one, powerful. The question is, why can't we not be separated from God's love when we are facing huge loss and difficulties? Why? Because first of all, His love is unlimited. It goes to every, every area of our lives and it's big enough for every circumstance that we have to face. And also when we are facing deep things, dark things, that's when He carries us in His love. That's when He carries you and I in His love. And no matter what the outcome is, the undeniable fact remains, God loves us through it all. And I've seen this so many times where people lose their loved ones and they're full on in grief. God comes and He reaches down, He carries them and He just lets them know how much He loves them. It's an incredible feeling. And it is a feeling, my friends. This is the deal. Like on that night, I felt like cold. I felt like it was harsh. But God's love is a feeling. It's a warm embrace. His love is felt. His love supernaturally replaces the lost, lonely, harsh, abandoned feelings, which is what I was feeling. Even when the answers aren't there yet and everything isn't sorted out yet, which is where we're at. But I tell you what, his love is not an outcome. It's not. It's not an answered prayer. His love is pure peace, comfort and acceptance. His love is enough. His love makes you and me enough. You've got to hear it, my friends. This is discipleship defined. His love makes you and me enough. His love is absolute freedom. When you get even a glimpse, a smidge of how much He loves you, why would you beat yourself up about not being enough? Why? When you make a mistake, who's made a mistake or two or three? 
Some of you are really on us. Yes, thank you, Dave. Beautiful. <laughs> Why would you beat yourself up when you make a mistake, when you blow up? Why would any of us look in the mirror and hate what we see when we know, when we feel how much God loves us and accepts us? You see, His love <laughs> overrides everything. Man, the greatest mistake we can ever make is the mistake that we actually never learn from, right? That's true. But in every mistake, we actually got to know, God, you still love me. Man, that's good. Man, I don't know about you, but that is incredible. We've made some mistakes and God still loves us. The old thinking, the old mindset where God is this authoritarian God with a stick. Oh no, you naughty person. I'm going to abandon you. You're no good. This is, I'm just going to pour this trouble on you and you're just going to be left alone. That is not the God we serve. We may face some tricky times, but in it, God loves us through it all. He isn't, we are not separated. Paul in Ephesians really quickly, he, his whole thing was that we would be planted and securely grounded in love, be fully capable of comprehending with all God's people the width, the length, the height, the depth of his love, fully experiencing that amazing endless love that you may come to know practically. And this is the thing, each and every one of us, we've got to know it through personal experience the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience, that you may be filled up and it goes up, goes on and on. The scripture is amazing. Ephesians, Ephesians 3. The deal is here. It says through personal experience. And go, oh, okay, God, what's the personal experience? How we are getting this love deal? How we actually are getting the download? It's through personal experience. <laughs> and for us, it's a hardship. It's a difficulty. But man, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. First John 14 says this. I'm going to read it to you. This is the gospel. First John 4, 17 to 18. God is love. God is love. When we take up permanent, permanent residence in a life of love, we live in God and God lives in us. This way, love, love, love has the run of the house, becomes at home and mature in us so that we're free of worry on judgment day. Our standing in the world is identical with Christ. That's something to get a little bit of a load of, you know, handle on. There is no room in love for fear. Another version says, perfect love casts out all fear. So disciples, you're in a boat, the storm, you're about to drown. You're loved by the most amazing person. There is no fear. Well-loved, well-formed love banishes fear since fear is crippling. A fearful life, fear of death, fear of judgment is one not yet fully formed in love. So my friends, this is a challenge. If you have fear, if you fear the death, if you fear the future, if you fear what you're going through, you need, I'm telling you this with all the love I've got, you need a fresh revelation of His love for you. Because the Word of God says, if you're still fearful, you, you are one, not yet fully formed in love. 
So it's okay to ask, God, I need, I need a revelation of your love. It goes on, we are though are going to love, love and be loved. First we were loved, now we love. He loved us first. There's a lots of love. If anyone boasts, I love God, and goes right on hating his brother or sister, thinking nothing of it, he's a liar. If he won't love the person he can see, how can he love the God he can't see? The command we have from Christ is blunt. Loving God includes loving people. You've got to love both. Discipleship defined, right? We've got to have a fresh revelation of the love of God for you. Each one of you sitting in this room, from the left to the right, from the back to the front, each one of you, none of you can be left out of this. You need, you desperately need a fresh revelation of His love for you that will never separate you from anything that you go through. Nothing. You see, the power that we have of this revelation of love, it does, does cast out all fear. And without fear, you can do anything. You can share your faith, right? What's the fear? You can share your faith. You can pray for people to be healed. Come on. You can speak words of prophetic out. What have you got to fear? He loves you. You can disciple, you can equip, you can release others. The greatest weapon you and I have is a full absolute belief that God totally loves us and is for us and that nothing that happens to us can take that love away. Wow, right? I don't know if you're getting it, but man, God loves you. (laughs) He loves you so, so much. Love is just a word that's been like, this has become cheap, but this love is so costly. It cost Him His life. He will do whatever. He will do whatever. And I've got this word. I want to speak it over you. It's a word that's a written word from heaven for you. Here it goes. You have no idea how obsessively good I am. This is God speaking. Or how inconceivably amazing my plans are for you. You cannot separate me from love, faithfulness or goodness. I am the very definition. It was my goodness that led you to repentance. And it is my goodness that continues to be unveiled in your life. Don't listen to the eyes of the, the lies of the enemy that tell you I'm good to others, but not you. Let me repeat that. Don't listen to the lies of the enemy that tell you I'm good to others, but not you. Seasons of waiting are not the same thing as seasons of denial. However, you do not need to have you do need to have patience and you must yield to my ways over and over again. Sometimes trusting me hurts because it means you must become more dependent on me than on yourself or others. But it's always worth it. Faith is the ingredient that causes my outrageous blessings to rise. Remember the many times I've come through for you. If I've done it before, what makes you think I won't do it again? Believe in my absolute power and my unflinching love for you. My unflinching, relentless, reckless love for you. I have beautiful plans and joy unspeakable in store for you. Amen, amen, amen. I hope you heard that word and took it for yourself. My friends, we are on an incredible journey, growth journey of fully understanding how much God loves us. Are we there yet? No. We are not there yet. I think that when we step into eternity, 
we will fully receive the full knowledge. But while we are here, we can progress. We can process, we can actually grow and develop and understand how much He loves us. My prayer today is that every day we would get closer to fully understanding God's relentless, wall-busting, mountain-leaping love. In this minute right now, I want to pray for you. Would you just shut your eyes in this place? I don't know what you're going through, but God does. He sees every part. He sees every moving part. He sees every detail. He sees every despairish type thought. He sees the very core of you. He knows. And if you're finding yourself in a deficit of love, you don't know this revelation. You don't. You can't feel God's love. I just know that He wants to come this morning. He's already here. But He wants actually to come and give you a fresh revelation like He's given to me. He wants right now in this moment to do that. And I just wonder if you would stand in this place, stand to your feet as a response. Because Jesus is gonna come and if you would like Him to come, from the top of your head to the tip of your toes and kind of like bring a warmth, let you feel. I want you just to raise your hands in this place. If you would love a fresh, a fresh encounter of the love of God, would you reach out to Him? Would you just say, yes, Jesus, that's me. I'm in deficit. Man, I I really don't get it. I don't understand how much you love me. I get it a little bit, but Lord, I need more. I need more because I want to trust You no matter what happens, no matter what I face in this future. I want to trust You because I know You love me. So right now in this place, I pray, Holy Spirit, that You would come and I pray fresh revelation of Your love. Would You come and touch each and every person from the top of their head to the tips of their toes with Jesus. Let them feel Your love because Your love is a feeling. Yes, it's an act, but it's a feeling. You come and you carry us, carry your kids through the storms that they face. Let them know that they're not drowning, but let them drown in your love, Lord, I pray. God, like a flood, come, 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 come. And all over this place, I pray. Come, come, come. Your relentless love, come, Holy Spirit. Move, move, move. Would you come? Would you come? If you need something more and you feel like, man, I'm just like needing more, you can come forward if you like. If you know like, man, right now I'm facing something. I can't even sense God's love. I'm in a deficit. You can come forward because we're gonna sing this beautiful song. It's called Reckless Love. And I know in this moment that God is gonna come down. He's gonna touch your heart. He's gonna feel, he's, you're gonna let, he's gonna, you're gonna feel. You're gonna start feeling. There's people in this place and you've got numb. You've got numb to the things of God. You've become numb. You're kind of like going through the motions. Today, that is gonna change. Numbness is gonna go and feeling is gonna come back into your very being in Jesus' Name. So come on, let's sing this song. We hope you enjoyed this message. If you're wondering what the next step in your faith journey looks like, please get in touch with us. Email us at info or visit our website.